Let's start with John 15 and 26. John 15, 26. When the comforters come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, what's he going to do? He shall testify of me. Let me tell you how you know you got the Holy Ghost. It testifies of Jesus. Man, you can sit down. That's it. There we go. God bless you. Good to see you. <clears throat> Over the next couple of weeks, um, we're going to jump out of a Sunday series into a Wednesday series. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, I want to talk about common questions. Um, I've been preaching now for about 27 years. And what's crazy in those times, Brother Eddie, people have the same questions. And <clears throat> tonight I want to talk about this question. Um, am I hearing God's voice? Uh, have you ever asked that question? Have you ever heard something? And thought maybe, is that God? Is that me? Is that, you ever had a dream? And you woke up from the dream, it was so real. And he was like, was that God? Was that me? What, what was that? And you try to sort it out. And uh, as Megan began to talk about dreams, man, dreams can get you. Some dreams you carry around with you for days, weeks, months. Um, I had a dream not long ago that, and the Bible says tell a dream as a dream, right? I've heard people preach dreams. Probably not a good idea because it says tell a dream as a dream, not a dream as the gospel. But in this dream, this lady that I knew who was a professing believer came up to me and looked at me and said, will you hug me? I said, sure. And when I hugged her, her eyes rolled back in her head, and she died. And as soon as it happened, these words came to my mouth. She's a witch. I woke up. See, y'all had the same reaction I had. And I woke up, and Brother Eddie, I've never had this happen before in my life. I had cold chills. And they kept going over me. And, I mean, for not just a few minutes, for an hour. I kept feeling these cold chills, and I began to pray. And you know what's amazing about what God does is, you know that rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft. And we say, oh, she's a witch. If you're rebellious, it's on the same level, folks. It's on the same level, you know. And I believe God was really speaking to me on that subject. But... I said, God, are you trying to tell me something? Should I go talk to this woman and say, hey, yeah, God showed me you're a witch? <laughs> Probably wouldn't come across good. So I've kept it to myself until just now. <laughs> but it's one of those things that when those things happen to you, you really don't know sometimes which way to go with it. But there are ways that we can know. Am I hearing God's voice? First of all, you got to believe that God speaks. We tell people, well, let me do this. Raise your hand if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Raise your hand. It's personal. It's personal. It's personal. So 
there is a line of thinking that says God does not speak to you now outside of the canon of Scripture. That if you want to hear from God, you have to go to Scripture. Does God speak through Scripture? Yes, absolutely. But if you have a personal relationship with Jesus, how is it personal? Unless you talk to each other, right? I have a very personal relationship with my wife. I talk to her more than anyone. So it's personal. We have personal jokes. We have inside jokes. We've got jokes that we laugh and nobody else in the room laughs because we have relationship. So it's a personal relationship. Um, John 10 and 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So first we got to believe that God speaks. God is a speaking God. You know, he could have just thought the world into existence. He could have just thought the fish into existence. But Jason, instead, he spoke it into existence. So God speaks. And so when God speaks, he says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, I want to clarify this. It doesn't say my sheep know my word. It said my sheep hear my voice. So what that means is, if you're a sheep, it's innate. Meaning, let me give you the, it's, you're born with it. So when you're born again, you're born again with the ability to hear God's voice. It's, it's, it comes with the new birth. The problem is, um, it needs to be developed. Um, you ever said to, you ever ran into somebody and, and they're like, man, the Lord spoke to me, told me to go up that first row over there on the grocery side. And I went over there and there was a parking spot right up near the front. And God spoke to me this morning and he told me not to eat that, but to eat this. And I'm so glad he did. I'm just so glad. And man, God is like, a word a minute with these people. And I'm not being mean about it. I'm just saying, if I had to talk to my kids like that all the time, I would think there's something wrong with my kids. Um, I've noticed that as my kids get older, we talk less. Are you listening? Man, when they're little, no, no. How often do you talk to Charlie? It's all the time, ain't it? I know. I've been to your house. Hey, Sam, hey, get off there. Hey, don't, hey, hey, don't. Hey, hey, here. Don't that. No, don't eat those gummies. Hey, that was a, no. It's, it's, it's like, it's, now, now, Harry, if you talk to Aaron like that now, there's, you're not maturing right, Aaron. If you go over to his house and he's like, Aaron, get off the couch. Aaron, get down. Get here. You want something to drink? You want a sippy cup? Or you want over here? You want something to eat? Come here. Come here. Get this. Don't, don't touch that. No, to move back. Then there's a problem. If you need that constantly, then there's a problem because you, you mature. Let me, let me not get ahead of ourselves. But first of all, 
To hear the voice of the Lord is learned. It's learned. You say amen to that? Um, Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he teach us how to pray. Here's the thing about prayer. Prayer is not just you talking to God. There's two parts to prayer. Sometimes we come to prayer, we give God our laundry list. God, here's what I need you to do. I need you to do it fast, 30 minutes or less, or it's free. God, please show up. I've used this term before, but God is not the cosmic pizza boy that you just put in your order and he shows up hot and ready or it's free. That's not how it works. But it's a relationship. It's a personal relationship. So I think, Sam, we err sometimes when we go and we pray and we don't give God time to talk back to us. There needs to be an interaction. And God speaks to his sheep. Look at the person beside you and say, you're a sheep. Look back at him and say, that's what I smell. <laughs> I heard a sermon years ago, sheep stink. What a sermon. I want you to watch this. 1 Samuel 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 4. That the Lord called Samuel, he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. He said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. Samuel arose, went to Eli and said, Here am I. For thou didst call me, he answered, I called thee not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. I want you to watch how patient God is with us. Did anybody here just get one call from God? How many more than one? How many more than two? More than three. Give me four. Give me five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight, nine, How many? How many different times did God call you to the altar? A lot. A lot. Watch what he does. And the Lord called unto Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I. I mean, come on, Samuel. This is the third time. For thou didst call me. Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came. Now, listen to what happens here. Happened here. He's teaching him how to hear the voice of God. It, it is learned. It is something that you learn. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, how many, been, how many, per, how many, anybody here been saved under a year? Raise your hand. Under a year. Under two years. Two, under two years. Under two years. Been saved under two years. Let me ask you a question. Do you, Eddie, how long have you been saved? Excuse me? 53. 
I'll give the Lord a hand for that. That's awesome. How long has Brother Owens been serving the Lord? 50-something. We got two half a centuries in here. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> 54? Let me ask you this. Do you think that Eddie and Brother Owens can probably discern the voice of the Lord better, and not just slighting you at all, Whitney, because they can do it better than me too, than Whitney? Probably, should be, after all those years. Um, do you think they could always discern the voice of the Lord? Do you think they had questions like, God, was you trying to tell me something? When I had that dream, was that you? Should I go tell that? Like, never mind, I'll leave that alone. But you think they had those moments in their walk with God? Yes. Do you think now, though, they can recognize the voice of God more now than when they first got started? Um, I want y'all to check this out. Give you a little background. Um, I call Sophie Little Miss. She calls me, I can't tell if it's Pop Pop yet or Bop Bop. It's, it's one or the other. But I want you to watch this. 17 months old. Play, listen to this. This is a Hello? Concert. Hey, what are you doing? I'm sitting here at the church. Where's Little Miss? She's right here. Sophie, who is that? Who? Who? Who is it? <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you. When when I call Taylor, if I'm on speaker, she goes, bop 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 bop. She don't see me. She don't see me. But she recognizes me by my voice. Oh, man, I'm telling you, when you walk with him, it don't take long. When you, when you, you know what? She's around me quite a bit. She hears me preaching a lot, and she knows my voice. Jason, it, it's learned. It's learned. The more you're around him, the more, I, I'm telling you, I work on a job where, Brother Eddie, on a CB, they, they learn you really quick. I can just say, uh, hey, coming up to two and a half, they're like, Hey, preacher, come on up through there. And I'm like, I've not been there very long. But, man, when you, when you talk to people and you communicate, you learn it. You learn the voice of God. So it can be learned. Do you agree with that? So he says, the Lord came and stood and called as other times Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both. Man, I, I hope you get this story because this is so awesome. Listen to that. And the Lord said, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. But I want you to notice, there's something, that's pretty awesome. I mean, God's getting ready to do something. But he's talking to Samuel before he does it. Samuel has to recognize the voice and have a conversation with God before God reveals this. 
Can I ask you something? What is God wanting to do through you, for you, and he's been calling your name, and you've not learned to listen to him yet, but until you say, Lord, I'm here, I hear your voice, I'm connected to you, then God speaks, and he's going to do something great. But first, we got to recognize his voice. Because if you, are, if you are part of his family, you will recognize his voice. Amen? So not only is it learned, but as I mentioned before, you grow in it. You grow in it. I, I'm, y'all know my story, but I, I got to share this real quick. For some of you that don't, I, I was very young. And I knew that God had a call on my life. And I was, I was praying, and I said, God, I need to know who I'm going to marry. Because I don't want to waste time. I know I got a call on my life. God, I need you to tell me who I'm going to marry. And he said, Tracy Tucker. As sure as we're sitting here, he spoke that to me. And I said, Lord, she's a heathen. She's not even saved. And there was no way. Listen up. There was no way I was dating a heathen. Some of y'all was like, no, nah, I'm going to date him and I'm going to change him. Now, you're going to date him and get in trouble. And this is good. I can't say that. Man, you're going to get in trouble. You better pray ahead of time. Amen. Some of y'all are sitting beside somebody right now. You're like, I wish I had prayed. <laughs> and so we're, we're sitting at the pancake house. Y'all remember that place? And Tracy Tucker walks in with some other fella, her boyfriend. And she stopped and talked to us. I knew her a little bit. Not real good. I knew her dad. Loved to hear him preach. He'd come to our church and preach. She'd come every now and then, little heathen. She, she walked in with her boyfriend, and they had been out line dancing. You know, We had been to church because we loved Jesus. She walked off, and I looked at him, and I said, that's my wife. He said, well, you might want to tell that guy she's with. <laughs> I said, it's all right. It's okay. I heard from God. I heard from God. It'll work out. So I started praying. I said, God, if you want me to marry her, you're going to have to save her. And there was a revival not long after that. And she called me. We'd had a little bit of communication. Because listen, th people, I think you got a part to play. Or just drop her out of the sky. And it probably ain't going to happen. We had a few conversations. She called and she said, hey, guess what? I said, what's that? She said, I got saved tonight. And I said, oh, this is real. Like, this is real. <laughs> like, this is really real. And I said, hey, do you want to go to a Carmen concert with me? Y'all know who Carmen is? If you don't look it up, it's good stuff even now. Some of it. 
And we're going to Charleston to a, a Carmen concert, but I had rear-ended somebody. And listen, listen, not with her. Several days before, if any person in the world had whiplash, that lady did. I watched her head come back and smash the steering wheel. And I got out and I went up to her car. And I said, are you okay? And these are the words that came out of her mouth. She said, honey, it's okay. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to sue you. And I'm thinking, it's okay, I got insurance, are you okay? Right, Chris, that's how we treat our insurance companies. So, I'm like, I'm okay. so I go up to, I go, this was before cell phones and all that, and so I run up to this guy's house, and I call 911, and this guy's talking to me, and he's like, man, I heard it, and he keeps going on, and by the time I got back to my truck, she's in a neck brace laying on a gurney getting in the back of an ambulance. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know about what's getting ready to happen here. You know, she never did sue my insurance or anything like that, so it was all good. But I seen her at the lot. I seen her at the Go Mart buying lottery tickets one day. I was standing behind her. I was like, "Lady, the lottery hit you." <laughs> I didn't tell her that, but that's what I was thinking. So we're going. I told y'all to tell you this. We're going down the interstate, <laughs> brother Eddie, me and your precious little daughter, and the insurance adjuster didn't latch my hood right. And so we're doing 65 miles an hour down the interstate, maybe a little quicker. But anyway, the hood comes straight up, and she says, oh, Jesus. I was like, all right, she knows who to call on. We're doing good. We're doing good. We're, we're doing real, real good. And on the way back, I said, hey, I heard you can sing. And she said, no, no, no. And I said, come on. Sing. She said, okay. No, she didn't do it that easy. I'm kidding. And I said, what are you going to sing? And she said, sing me a song. And she sang, Lord, prepare me. To be a sanctuary. And I, she started singing. I was like. Thank you. Thank you. Because there's communication. Hey listen. We've had ups and we've had downs. But here we are 26 years later. 27 years later. And we're still. How important is it to hear God's voice? How important is it to hear? Man, you better learn how to hear God's voice. Because if you're not careful, somebody else will tell you. Yeah, I better leave that alone. You grow into it. Let me ask you this. You hear the voice of God and you say, the devil is a what? He's a liar, right? What's interesting is the only way the devil can lie is if he talks. So we got people believing that the devil talks to people, but God doesn't. Boy, that's interesting, ain't it? Because if the devil lies, the only way he can lie is to talk to you. Has anybody ever had the devil lie to you? What does it sound like? Was it audible? When the devil lies to you, is it an audible voice? No, what is it? It's a thought. It's a feeling, a sensation, right? You recognize that something's going on, right? You understand that. But it's, it's funny that we can recognize when the devil's talking, but we have such a hard time recognizing if God is talking. Man, I'm telling it right. Because God talks too. The devil's not the only one talking to you. 
But the more you're around one or the other, the more you recognize their voice. I got to tell you this too. Tracy sang on a CD one time, and Brother Nick was writing these songs, and they started out, and, and, and man, it, Tracy was young. It sounded good. By the time they got to the end of the CD, Tracy was like eight years older. She don't sound like the same person on the first song as she did on the last one. I know that's a long time to make a CD. Well, I don't even think they ever finished it. But the point was, if you don't talk to somebody for a while, because let me tell you something about God. God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. Let me tell you, let me tell you what happens. And here's where we got to be careful. We, we, we talk about songs and we talk about styles and we talk about all of this stuff. Brother Eddie, I have sat in churches and I have watched them sing the same song for 30 years. And over those 30 years, their congregation has went to nothing. But they've held on to that same thing. The problem is we got a generation now that doesn't, that does. are oh, you listening to me? They don't hear it the same way we hear it. That's why when you played your hymn, it worked. Because they were connected to that back in their day. They don't know your new jive, Bubby. What hymn was it? You don't even know. <laughs> what was it? Nothing but the blood. There was a connection there. Because they had heard and they had seen God move in that way before. The problem is if you get stuck in one spot and you say, God spoke to me like this. But then it's the problem on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus is turned inside out. He reveals his glory. And they're like, hey, let's build some temples here. Let's build some, some temples right here and hang out here. The problem was that wasn't the end goal. So you're like, I heard God right here and this happened right here. you got to be willing to move with the Spirit. And the only way to move with the Spirit is he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So, so I'm stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in my ways. We're, we're, we're going to get this done. There's, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. I saw a sign one time on a church, and it said, King James Version, old Tommy singing, everyone welcome. I don't think everybody was welcome. I think you was looking for a certain type of people that liked your kind of stuff, and you wanted to let them know what kind of stuff you liked. Oh, be careful, preacher. I can't now. There was a guy came here Sunday from California and Dustin spent some time after church and talked to him and he made this statement. He said, that is the first time I have heard the King James Version preached in forever. There are some things I'm not willing to change on. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Aaron. I know we have this conversation, but I can't change on certain things. 
But man, if we're going to sing Oh the Blood or we're going to sing what we sang tonight, if it's got the message of Jesus in it and it somehow gets up, I want to hear what the Spirit is saying and I want to serve my generation well. Amen. I want to serve my generation well, Brother Eddie. Things change. Things, there's different ways of communicating now. There's different ways. Man, I'm telling you, we live in a generation where people's attention span is so short. Like right now, you would have done scrolled past me if I was on YouTube. What's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? Oh, this guy's my favorite. I want to look at your YouTube history and see how many sermons you actually finish. You know what's cool about that? Sometimes preachers save the best for the very end. You done missed it. You done checked out and started building deck or going fishing or doing all those things that we do. You missed it. You got to be able to be patient to hear God. Can I say that again? You got to be able to... Be patient to hear God. I believe it was your sister, Susan, used to sing, you can't hurry God. No, no, no. You just got to wait. You got to trust him and give him time, no matter how long it takes. He's a God that you can't hurry. He'll be there, don't you? Worry. Whether you say it like that or you say it like, you can't hurry God. No, no, no. He's just got to wait. You got to trust him giving time. No matter how long it takes. It don't matter which way you say it. You're saying the same thing. The difference is when there's relationship, there's anointing. When there's anointing, people's ears are open. And when people's ears are open, they can hear. Oh, preach. Man, we got to get that communication to where I can hear from God and freely have I received, freely shall I give, but I got to hear it. You got to hear it. Oh, man. All right, hurry. Acts 16. How long, Shane? 30? All right, wrap this up. Hurry. Um, Acts 16, verse 16. We're going to read this together. I'm going to look with y'all. It came to pass as we went to prayer. Where are they going? Prayer. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of what? Divination. Anybody know what that is? What is it? Nobody knows? Kind of like soothsaying, fortune telling. Or one definition. Let me find this for you real quick. One definition is a little, little bit different. Intuitive perception. We got people running around looking at people saying, I believe you're a green. Like, I believe I want some green. No, I think your personality is a blue. I think you're a hazel. What does that mean? I, what, what in the world does that even mean that I'm a blue or a hazel? What does that mean? Oh, I have this intuitive perception. Well, tell me what it means. Because 
if blue means I'm on fire for Jesus, <laughs> then you nailed me. But I have a feeling that you're not thinking that. Um, you're a, you, I think you're an A personality. You're a B person. I can just perceive it. I can feel your vibe. Y'all think there's people that do this, and they got this perception. Now watch this. Do you think the devil's a liar? Be careful. Don't answer this out loud because you're going to get it wrong. Do you think the devil can tell the truth? I told you not to answer. You're going to get it wrong. It came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much. They said, I think you're agreeing. <laughs> By soothsaying. Watch this. The same followed Paul and us and cried saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this she did many days. Back up. Back up. These men are servants of the Most High God. Is that true? Which show unto us the way of salvation. Is that true? Is she lying? So what's the problem? So you mean to tell me that some things are true and they're still not right? You say there are some things that are true, but they're still not from God? You don't know how to answer this, do you? I got you scared out of your wits. You're like, I don't know. Just preach on, preacher. You're like, just go ahead. I don't know. Because here's what's scary. Brother Eddie always said, man, the devil's a liar. And man, if the devil tells you you can, you can't. And if the devil tells you you can't, you can. Use that to your advantage. So if he says you can't testify, by all means, get up and testify and shut his lying lips. And that's good teaching. Because the Bible says let the lying lips be put to silence. And that's a good way to silence them. Right? So she's, she's telling the truth. But watch what happens. And this she did many days, but Paul being aggravated, perturbed, mad, turned and said to the spirit, the spirit? How did he recognize this? Because what she's saying was true. And she said it over and over. She's like their hype lady. I mean, she's going through the town. Hey, these men are the most high God. And they show free Right? But watch what happens. He says, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out the same hour. Even though what she said was true, here's what happens. When you begin to hear from God and you begin to learn about God, you learn his character. And when you learn his character, you can hear things that even, oh man, let me put it like this. Have you ever heard a preacher that says all the right words? And you get done and you say, that dude's creepy. Oh, y'all too sanctified. 
Y'all are so, y'all are so sanctified. No, we never think anything like that. I've done it. I'm like, there is something wrong up in here. He's saying all the right stuff. He's saying it right. He's saying all the verbiage is right, but there's something wrong. It, it, even though the words are the same. Little miss. Hey, Sophie. Hey, little miss. You're saying the same thing I say, but it's not coming from the... Oh, glory. It's not coming from the right person. So just because you hear truth doesn't mean... Hey, listen to this real close. The truth is sin is fun. Y'all too sanctified to amen that. No, no, uh-uh. No, no, not me. No. No. Enjoy the pleasures of sin for a. Anybody tells you sin ain't fun is lying. But let me tell you this. The season ends. And let me tell you this too. You're, you're, do whatever makes you happy. No, sir. You do whatever makes you holy. Well, preacher, I'm just not happy. Who, who, who ever told you you'd be happy? Phil Robertson, who told you that you was going to be happy, happy, happy? You're all about your happiness. Let me tell you something about your happiness. Your happiness has a cost. Because there's some things you could run out here and do that will make you happy. But God ain't about your happiness. He's about your joy. And joy goes way deeper than happiness. Because when you're in the middle of a trial and you don't see any way out of it, you may not be happy. But deep down inside, you got joy because you can still hear. Oh, glory. Though I make my bed in hell, I ain't happy to be in hell. But I'm glad to know that he's with me and he talks to me and he communicates. Come on. Chris, we got to be so in tune with God. What was the word she, she kind of like discernment? You got this discernment going on where you can say, man, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but something ain't right. How do you know? Because I talk to him. And the same way you know the devil talks to you is the same way you know God talks to you. You're so sure it's the devil. I told you about that preacher. The lady came up to him and said, preacher, the devil's been lying to me. He said, you know it's the devil? Yeah. And you know he's lying? Yeah. Well? Well? Nobody hardly ever comes up and says, Preacher, the Lord's been telling me the truth. Has he been telling you the truth? Can you hear it? Do, do you want to hear it? Because if you listen for it, he'll talk to you. If you listen for it. Oh, man. And he came in an earthquake. Now what, it was an earthquake and he wasn't in an earthquake. A fire came and he wasn't in a fire. Whirlwind came. He wasn't in the whirlwind. Well, we want him to be every service. Man, we want him to be in a whirlwind. We want him to be in an earthquake. 
But man, sometimes, you know how God talks to you? In a still, small voice. Have you ever been in that place where God just whispered to you and you said, Ooh, glory. Man, I know that was God. I know that was God. How do you know it's God? Real quick, it has to line up with his word. It's got to line up with his word. Man, I think the Lord told me to go beat up Jason O'Neill. Pretty sure that was the Lord. Good luck. We'll leave that alone. Lord, I believe the Lord just told me to do it. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you a bishop? Yeah, I'm an overseer of a church, so yeah, I'll kind of overseer, yeah. You know the Bible says that you can't be a striker? I thought that was talking about bowling. That's why I don't go to the bowling now, Lord. There won't be no striker. He probably won't be. God's never going to tell you anything that doesn't line up with his word or line up with his character. Real quick, I'm closing. Had somebody come by, lay their hands on me one time, prophesying to me. These are the words they said. You'll cry now, but you'll laugh at their calamity later. No, sir. No, sir. Let me tell you what I have no right to do. Laugh at anybody's calamity. Let me tell you what the Spirit of the Lord would have said. You may cry now, but forgive them. For they know not what they do. That's how the spirit of the world, the Lord works. Can you say amen? Man, we got to be in tune. We got to be in tune. As they sing this song, let's just stand up and worship. And say, God, open my ear. Because I want to hear more of what you have to say. Whitney, as you walk with him, year after year, day after day, if you communicate with him, Two years, man, what an accomplishment. Because you know what, Missy? Sometimes I see people come to the altar and never see them again. Two years, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. Because one day, one day, because you'll never leave this church, listen. One day, years down the road, I'm going to get up and I'm going to say, how many people have been serving the Lord? 30 years, and you're going to raise your hand. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. I'll be 75 when that happens. <laughs> but, man, there's communication. Right now, as we worship together, would you just open up your mind? Would you open up your heart and say, God, speak to me right now. What do you want to say to me right now? Because, God, I want my relationship to be personal. I want to hear from you tonight. Would you talk to him?